Hey dudes, this week our episode is going to be a little bit different. Uh, We interview a gentleman who has quite a bit of a story. Uh, I just want to let you know now, uh, trigger warning, there is some stuff in this episode. Uh, We will discuss drug use. We will discuss uh, rape torture and physical assault on a small child and we will talk about the emotions that go along with that um this is a true story sadly and uh our guest today um he uh he had to deal with this uh he had to go through this and we want to be able to share both Phil Huff and Ian Huff's story with you today. Um, If you guys want to take a bit more of a deep dive into this, there is plenty of articles on the web. Um, If you type in baby Ian Hornell, you'll come up with quite a few and you can go from there. Uh, I don't suggest it. Uh, It's been a rough week for me. I can't imagine what Phil had to go through with this. So, be aware that this episode is a little rough. Listen to it if you think you can. Don't if you don't want to. Uh, We'll see you again next week either way. And we will uh, return to the 9-11 conspiracy uh, bullshit as normal. Other than that, welcome to the Dude to Dude podcast. Hey dudes, it's Jimmy. Hey guys, it's Matt. What's up, it's John. Hey dudes, it's Billy. Uh, This week we have a special guest. Hi, my name's Phil. All right, Uh, so Phil Huff is going to be joining us. Uh, He is a friend of Jonathan's and his fiance's. And uh, he's got one hell of a story. Um, I've only caught like the five, ten minute glance at it. Uh, I, you know, I gave Jimmy and Matt a rundown. Uh, John, you know it pretty well, right? It's going to be a roller coaster ride, kids. Strap in. Yeah. All right. Phil, um, I mean, is there anywhere that you would particularly like to start? Um, I mean, I'll just get the ball rolling and just start it when I was nine and uh, my. Uh, older sister she was uh she died in a car accident in wellsville new york and uh she was 16 she had just turned 16 the month prior so i mean ever since then i mean i was associated with death at a very early age and unfortunately i mean it definitely took me down the wrong definitely down the wrong path like i i screwed up definitely along the way yeah i I could see how at a young age and they could definitely Put put a hurt on your psyche, I guess. Oh, most definitely, <laughs> most definitely. Um, I mean, so how at nine years old? How did you take that? Um, honestly, uh, I kind of like shut everything down. Um, I didn't quite process what was happening. Um, I uh, I more along the lines, kind of just shut it out and tried to help my dad because. Uh, 
it's it's kind of really heartbreaking to watch a, a parent lose a child. Yeah. Um, especially watching your parent lose a child. Yeah, I I can actually kind of relate to that. I recently lost my brother, and uh, my stepmom is more devastated than I've ever seen anyone in my life. It's definitely a rough thing. Yeah, um, and it's. Uh, I'm sorry that happened to you, man. Thank you. I uh, I mean I. Unfortunately, I had to come to terms with it. Unfortunately, that's life for a lot of people. Um, as as morbid as it sounds, death is life for the living. Yeah. No. It's, it's a it's, reason to live. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a great saying, man. I would lose my mind if I lost one of my brothers. I would. I, I get it. It's, uh, it's definitely a feeling, man. I know coming from a parental perspective, I couldn't even imagine losing a kid. It would destroy me. Yeah. I forget that we get your point of view on that too, man. Having um, two boys, if anything were to happen, even even now with them being super young, God. I would turn into a total other person. I couldn't even imagine anything happening right. to kids. It'd break my heart, man. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that one's that one's a rough one for me as well. Yeah. So no, I, I, uh, oh, I appreciate you sharing it, man. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, what... What would you say happened next in your life? What was your next um, big moment? The next big moment after that was... So I started going to counseling, and a lot of things started opening up. And uh, I wound up um, at 14. I wound up... Uh, I, I said some stupid things to my father that I probably shouldn't have said. And he wound up chasing me down the road, and he wound up uh, smashing me. Or well, grabbed me by a full head of hair because I had hair down past my shoulders at the time. Yeah, I, <laughs> we all did. When we were kids, man. Yeah. <laughs> and he grabbed a hold of me and slammed me to the ground. I mean, I'm a fucker. Chased me for a minute. Sorry, excuse the language, but no, he, he you, chased me for a minute. <laughs> feel free to use any language you want. Awesome. It's nothing worse than what we've used. Uh, it, it 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 was just, and then all of a sudden, the moment he picked me up. I said, I was like, I can't believe you, you son of a bitch. And before I could get that out of my mouth, he slapped me in the face and oh. he broke my nose. Oh. Shattered oh. it. Shattered it. Okay. And how old were you? I was 14. 14? Mm-hmm. I mean, before that, there was other instances. However, those were so minuscule. It wasn't like anything compared to these ones with no, him. So I, I get you, man. That was like your defining oh, moments. Yeah. I get you. And then, uh, actually, yeah, that, and then, like, a month and a half later, um, we got into another argument, and, uh, I wound up being removed by the police and sent to my mom's house to live from then on. Okay. (laughs) And are you, do you, are you in contact with your father now? Oh, yeah. Uh, my dad, okay, so my dad actually calmed the fuck down a lot. Like, my dad's actually pretty chill now. Like, he, he's, we have a better relationship now than I have actually ever thought I would have with my father. So that's, that's that's awesome. Oh yeah, it's actually fantastic. He's a wonderful grandfather to my daughter and to all of the grandbabies because there's oh god, there's four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's nine, nine grandbabies that he's oh, got. Shit. Nine, yeah. Wow. And he lives down in Florida, so like all the grandbabies go there, and like as soon as they get there, they're like, "Grandpa, we going in the pool?" And he's like, "No," and he's like, and "They're like, Papa, we going in the pool?" He's like, "Fine, we're going in the pool." <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's kind of cool, though, man. Yeah, I mean, he did he did a lot better for himself, but still wish he kind of you know pulled his head out of his ass before. But I understand hey, where better, better late than never, right? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, like, what what exactly I guess was going through your 
your head during that all that that whole situation like over that week i guess of time that you got your nose broken and then forcefully removed Moved. to another place um like. i mean honestly let's be honest i was a little i was a little rebel i was a little asshole like straight up i was i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sugarcoat it i wasn't you know the best kid in the world so the moment that i was like oh, i'm going to live with my mom i was like fuck yeah, I can do whatever I want. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I was like, mom lets me do whatever, you know? That was the worst thing ever, though. Like, that was I could, that was the worst thing that ever could have happened for me. <laughs> to be 100% honest. No, I get it. But uh, that is where you met Lydia, correct? Absolutely, actually. I was going to say that is where I met Lydia. Um, I, that, that She is the greatest thing that actually came out of that. Um, okay. She's still been one of my, she's been one of my greatest friends since then. And, I could not ask for better. This is my sister from another mister. <laughs> awesome, man. She spoke very highly of you, and John spoke very highly of you. So um, it, it's great to have an opportunity to talk with you. Um, is uh, I guess uh, I don't want to keep asking, like, what's your next, next fine one. ammonia? But, All right. Um, so, you know, I'll just, I'll just put it to you this way. So I, I, I wound up, I was, I, I wound up in, and and going going through counseling and stuff and wound up going through a really bad breakup with my baby mom and but before that or at, just after that I got really heavy into I started doing uh heroin and smoking crack and it was it was really bad okay. and like and I was drinking heavily like really heavily like when I finally quit, like I went through detoxes to the point where I was in the hospital because it almost killed me. Like oh, Jesus, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, but and that was just from the alcohol. The other stuff, I kicked that three months before I kicked the. I was able to kick the alcohol, and I kicked that cold turkey. Literally, that's the, amazing, man. Good for you. Well, the, the, the defining moment, the sobriety, the, the sobering moment was when I was heading home and I had to puke, so I opened the door and I started to puke out the door. And next thing I know, I come to and my face is about. Five inches from 490 at 95 miles an hour because my buddy's got his foot planted to the gas pedal because he's trying to hold me in the truck. Oh, <laughs> oh. shit. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the $2,800 that I had just spent that night, all of it just went to him. And he oh. just looks at me and goes, you don't want this? No, fuck no. Yeah. So I, I take it that was heroin. <laughs> yeah. It was, it, was the, it was heroin and crack. I literally oh. just gave him everything I had. I was like, take it. I don't want it anymore. Wow. I was okay. like, I'm now, over it. <laughs> were you smoking, shooting? Um, no, I was uh, sniffing it. I was sniffing yeah, okay. the heroin and I was smoking the crack. But like the only reason I was smoking the crack was to counteract the, the, the yeah, non-night part of the... What people would call like a speedball type thing, right? Technically, yeah. 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 Um, it's usually when you shoot it, but it's the same idea. Absolutely. I would say, yeah, because you're doing a downer and an upper at the same time. So, yeah. yeah. Um, wow, dude. Well, good for fucking you. Seriously. Because, uh, I, I mean, I don't know if I've told the listeners this yet, but I've, I lost my dad to heroin. So I'm sorry to hear that. No, man. It, I appreciate that. But, um, you know, he made his choices. And, you know, unlike. You, I, it's fucking awesome that you were able to get healthy, man. I, I support the hell out of it. Hell yeah. I was going to say, dude, it takes a lot of strength. That's why, like, a, a lot of people, like, for instance, okay, so this morning, this morning, for instance, my buddy called me because he was having a rough time, and uh, he he wants to get sober, and he wants me to help him get sober, and because he, he was absolutely astonished at the fact that I was at the bar last night hanging out with everybody, but not drinking. And, and not wanting to drink. Yep. You know, and, it, and I was just enjoying myself. I was enjoying the time with my friends and listening to music. And fuck, at the bar that we go to, there's cornhole, darts, and pools. So, like, you're not running out of options. That's you know? awesome, dude. Um, I 
because I'm 16 months sober um, from alcohol. And it's, congratulations! I, well, I appreciate it. I I find it really hard sometimes. Still, um, so it, it, I, I yeah. respect it. I don't say it is, but I I'm very proud of you for admitting that you still have that issue because a lot of people don't, and that's what thrives and the thrives and feeds the demon. Yeah, and allows it to come back. It, yeah. So acknowledging it and putting it out there so other people can acknowledge it and see it is a whole new aspect and. Well, cool. I appreciate that, man. I never really thought about it in that way. Well, um, I feel like, yeah, it would make you more conscious. It definitely makes me personally more conscious of it. Like when I, when I'm able to tell people that and it's like, okay, I'm admitting it and this is something I'm aware of now. Mm -hmm. Uh, So uh, yeah, I appreciate that. I never really thought about it until you guys kind of said that. What? Um, It's kind of like the conversation you and I had the other day about, um, I know I'm not technically sober but like i've cut severely back at my drinking especially yeah. since we've become friends yeah we what was that yesterday was it yesterday we were talking about it yeah yeah because we were sitting outside with leon yeah um but yeah man i mean that's awesome for you too like i said yesterday it's it's really hard whether you know you're you're cutting back or whether you're quitting altogether anything to do to better yourself is is usually exceptionally hard um that's why people don't do it. Good yeah. change is always hard. Like kind of what um, absolutely Phil was saying, like his big wake up call, you know, with like four ninety and all that. Mine was similar, but it wasn't four ninety. It was um, Spencerport Road across from Pineapple Jacks, yeah. riding in my buddy's car. It was um, around the time I found out Noah was born, and I was going through all that stuff with uh, his mom. And same thing, we were doing like sixty miles an hour down there, trying to get back to the apartment I was staying in. And I was like, dude, I gotta. Got a yak. Yep. Tried to open the door as he was slowing down, and I basically fell out of his car. Yeah. Oh, Holy shit. Yeah. Ended up it. waking up um, in my underwear, sitting in a, a bathtub with a shower running with cold water, not knowing where the fuck I was, how the fuck I ended up there. Damn. In your underwear. What the right. fuck? Right. It that's, was. That's it was a like, fucking sobering moment. Right. I didn't realize you yeah. you did all that. I didn't realize the story went that deep. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't usually talk about it because I'm not proud of it. No, but and then respect, like not man. many people know, yeah. like just how bad my drinking got. A lot of like my friends that I kind of like got away from. They're like, "Your drinking was never that bad." And I was like, "Well, shit, <laughs> you didn't see that. You weren't always shit. around. You didn't see that. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly it. And you know, it's it's not about what other people perceive as your problem. It's about what you perceive as your problem. Absolutely. Um. So yeah, re- I mean, respect all around. I mean, we have a group full of people that are trying to better themselves. So. Can't ask for much more than that. Um, you know, on that note, like, what are your plans for the future, man? Um, my plans for the future, well, to continue to stay sober. Um, I'm actually going to try my, well, I'm enrolling for culinary arts and uh, for um, uh, cooking. Um, I want to own my own restaurant in the long run. However, I've been working in a restaurant for quite a while and they want me to start cooking for them again. And I just I want to freshen up on everything and actually take the classes so that way I have the certification so that way when I do want to leave this place I can go somewhere bigger. That's awesome. So, um, yeah. So where where are you going for culinary school? Um, right now I'm actually doing um, there's I'm doing two years here at FLCC or well, over at FLCC in Canandaigua. Sorry. No, you're good, man. <laughs> and uh, um, and then after that um, I'm doing a 90 day program. That gives me a another two year certification, so it'll be a four 
all all together. Um, uh, so and it, it gives me the two year and ninety days because it's a speed program. And once you complete the first two years, then you can only that's the only way you can do the speed program, and you have to be referred as well. But I was referred by my probation officer before I went to jail. So now me going to school when I'm done with school, I'm going to the program as well. Right. So. Good for you, nice. man. Um, the reason I kind of looked at Jimmy is because Jimmy also went to college for culinary. Um, um, I didn't end up getting the full certification or anything. <laughs> hey, you know. hey, you still learn something. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Makes Most me definitely. killer pancakes. Yeah, he's still <laughs> a badass cook. Um, well, I, I guess that kind of answered my next question was going to be like, what's your ne- like, what do you do instead of drink but apparently you like cook and hang out with yep. friends is um, there anything else that you do yeah um actually believe it or not uh, i have started to actually uh pay close attention to certain groups and stuff um on facebook for like parents who have lost children because unfortunately for me i didn't lose my child i was robbed of my son um and i actually had my father tell me that so oh. Okay, so I, that was uh, a subject I wanted to breach on. Um, why don't you tell us what what you want to about that? All right, so from the very beginning of the story, um, I had woken up on Thanksgiving Day, and I kept playing phone tag with this number on my phone all day, and I could not figure out who the hell it was. And then all of a sudden, my mom called me. She's like, hey, she's like, so-and-so from uh, Steuben County Child Protective Services is trying to get a hold of you. And I'm like, what the fuck happened? I was right. like, why? You know? And I had, like, instant, like, because I know my baby mom was just granted, was literally just awarded custody 21 days prior to this. Okay. And how old was your son? My son was 17 months old. Okay. Um, and what happened that night, I had finally sat down to Thanksgiving dinner at my friend Kiara's house and with her whole family because they had been like my family since I was a kid. Um, actually, Lydia knows Kiwi and Lori and everybody. Um, and I just sat down to dinner with them. And just as I take my first bite of food, my phone rings and I pick it up and I answer it. And the CPS worker was on the phone and she sat there and she told me point blank. She's like, is there any way that you can get away from everybody right now? I was like, yeah, let me go outside real quick. I go outside and she goes, can you sit down for me? I was like, fuck. Instantly. The moment anybody ever tells you to sit down, you know, yeah. It's bad news. Yeah. So I sat down and I caught my breath for a second because Child Protective Services, she just told me to sit down and it had to do with my son. On Thanksgiving on Day. On Thanksgiving Day in 2015. And all of a sudden, she sat there and she's like, so your son is in guarded condition at Strong and he's covered head to toe in lacerations and bite marks. Oh, man. What the fuck? And then... After that, I literally, that, 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 like, have you ever felt your soul leave your body? Not in that way, man. It, like, I'll put it to you this way. Like, it was, like, one of the darkest pits of despair ever just, like, hit the inside and, like, just took everything from inside of me. You That's felt empty. Gone. Absolutely gone. I couldn't imagine. Oh, dude, it was rough. Um, after that. 
I wound up calling my mom. Well, I went inside and I had tears in my eyes. I streamed on my face. I was blubbering like a little, little bitch. <laughs> no, 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 no listen, it was, it was that night. It was bad. Like it was, it was bad. No one could blame me. Man. Yeah, right. but like, yeah, within reason. Yeah, you, no, definitely. You said your son was seventeen months old. That's yeah. exactly how my old my youngest is. Wow, on it. Wow, on the cusp of it. Yeah, this month. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I just, I'm sorry if this hits you harder than it's probably going to hit you harder than it's going to hit a lot of other people. Um, because when I finally left Kiwi's house, I was walking up Main Street, blindlessly to fucking strong. I, there was no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I couldn't. Yeah. I called my mom, and I told her, I was like, yo, uh, Ian's in the hospital. Um, he's in guarded condition. They have him on life support. Um, he's covered head to toe in lacerations and bite marks and bruises. And she's like, where are you? And I told her I was walking up Main Street in Canada. I was heading towards the throughway. I was... Take your time. Take it. Take your moment. I told her that I was getting strong one way or the other. And her, my stepdad, and my granddad all hopped in the van and met me. And the moment I got off the phone with my mom, I started running. It is a three-hour walk to the toll booths from the stage on Main Street in Canandaigua to Farmington to the toll booths at I-90. I was already to Farmington Town Line Road when my mom made it to me because I was just running, and I didn't stop. When I got to the van with my mom, and I caught my breath finally, which we were already on I-90, we were already on 490 coming into Rochester by the time I was able to catch my breath because just between the sobs and just not being able to breathe in general sucked. But I called my dad, and I told him, I was like, hey, what are you doing? He goes, I just sat down to Thanksgiving dinner with your Uncle Red and your stepmom and your Aunt Brenda and, you know, every, everybody's here. Uh, even Jason and Jared and Dustin are here. I was like, cool. I was like, can you do me a huge favor? And he goes, I was like, can you go in the other room? And he goes, what the fuck happened? I was like, can you go in the other room and sit down? He goes, I just sat down at the table. I'm going to sit right here and you're going to tell me what happened. So I told my dad and he immediately looked over at my Uncle Red and told him, he's like, we're leaving. Right now. It's a 19 and a half hour trip from Deltona, Florida to Strong Memorial Hospital here in Rochester. It took my dad 16 hours. Wow. Him and my Uncle Red, my Uncle Red would sleep while my dad was driving, so that way when my dad needed to sleep, my Uncle Red would wake up, get behind the wheel, and my dad would fall asleep. And they made it here in 16 hours. And when... I finally made it to the hospital that night, though. They wouldn't tell me over the phone if my son was actually there. CPS had told me that he was there, but the hospital wouldn't tell me. And when I got there, they finally told me where he was. And we went upstairs, and the moment 
the doors to the PICU opened up to the pediatrics intensive care unit. When those doors opened up, all I could see were state troopers and investigators, and it was I had no idea what the fuck was happening. Right. My blood instantly started boiling. What parent wouldn't at that point in time? Because your son's sitting here and there's all of this happening. Right. Yeah. Like, what the hell? <laughs> right. What shitstorm are you walking into, basically? <sighs> yeah, that was, that was a hell of a shitstorm. Um, uh, we wound up, me, my mom, my stepdad, because we were the ones there. My dad was on his way. Um, we went in, and all of a sudden... I, as soon as we walked in and I saw everything, like as soon as they saw my face, they knew exactly who I was because my son looked exactly like me. And they sat there and they took us into the other room because my baby mom was in there. And now, mind you, actually, you know what? I'll save that. I'll save that because that, that's what pisses most people off. So I'll wait to okay. that till the end. Okay. Well, towards the end. But anyway, the doctor sits there and takes us into the other room. And she looks at me. And she, she told me that this, they had Ian on life support because he was technically brain dead at the point in time. He had a lacerated liver. He had a punctured lung. He had... Fissures, which is anal tearing. One of his testicles was receded into his body. Both of his pupils were blown. The only things that my son was able to donate were his heart and his kidneys because everything else was damaged. Um, during the case, even the medical examiner had sat there and put it into the, the report stating that my son had suffered... Injuries equivalent to that of a high-speed car crash. Holy shit, dude. And it was a man that did this to my son. Holy shit. So, she told us right then and there that they were going to wait for his uh, chemicals, his brain chemicals, the balance to come back to normal. And... If he wakes up, then it should be, hopefully he should be able to regain. However, there is a slim to none chance that that's going to happen. And if he does come back, it's probably going to be in a vegetative state. And I, I lost it. That's when I broke. Yeah. I, uh, I don't think anyone would blame me for that, man. No, no. It took three officers to restrain me because I freaked the fuck out. Um, and the worst part is all of the officers were crying because they had to do it. They probably wanted to beat that dude's ass right along with you. The worst part is, is he, was in, he was down in Hornell because they had to mercy flight my son from St. James Mercy Hospital in Hornell too strong because... And this is where it pisses people off. My son was left with his mother's boyfriend or fiance at the time. And my daughter was left with her father, which they're in the same house. Okay. I don't know how the fuck this happens. And I'm still so confused as to 
like and, uh, there's no, no nothing anybody can do to help me process this. This is just something that I'm stuck with. How the fuck did this man, this, this her father, not hear this happening to my son, which was a room away? First off, second off, this woman, if you can call her that, comes home from work and makes a salad and watches Family Guy and doesn't check on her fucking child. My mom watches my kids. My mom watched my kids. Before my mom died from cancer a year after this, my mom would watch my children and I'd still come home. My, and I would make sure my children were okay. That's I didn't my give a first fuck. question. Okay. Do you mind if I ask, ask questions? questions? Yep. Go for it. If I can answer them, I will try. I'm fucking flabbergasted right now. Um, actually, do you, uh, are you cool if we take a quick break? Yeah. I kind of fucking need Yeah. That. Yeah. That's okay. We right. can take a break. Read some recomposure time. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Um, we'll be right back. Hey, dudes. Um, Billy here. We're going to take a small break. Uh, Again, normally where you'd find an ad in an episode, give you a chance to take a break. And, uh, well, kind of process everything we've heard here. Uh, I know at that point in the episode, I needed to step away for a good moment. And, uh, I just want to say I appreciate you listeners. Uh, I know Phil appreciates everyone that's listening. And, uh, Baby Ian's story right now is, uh, it's heart-wrenching, and, you know, it shouldn't have happened. Take a moment, breathe, collect yourselves, we're going back in. sorts of questions shoot okay um first i'm gonna i'm gonna start off i just want to clarify so your baby's mother her father was in the house at the time that this occurred yes but it was your uh baby's baby mom fiance yeah that actually yes okay um I, I guess my next question is, like you said, she came in and she didn't check on the child, or yeah, no, she that wasn't her first instinct when she got when she got there. Okay, her first instinct was to 
feed herself and watch TV and take her shoes off and relax. Now, I know you, you weren't there, but do you have a layout of what happened where the fiancé was at this time? Um, he was in the room with my son. Okay. And because he was, my son was in his pack and play sleeping because he got sick earlier in the day or earlier that night. <clears throat> okay. So, um, all right, I guess, uh, next, what happened next? Um, I, he was in Hornell at the time. Uh, obviously CPS was called. So oh yeah. The police were involved and. Did you know at the time that it was his doing? Did uh, you know what had happened? So, I didn't <coughs> actually know if it was him <clears throat> until the doctor told me that the bite marks that were on my son were human bite marks and that the guy... I'm just going to call him out by name, fuck it. Uh, Dakota wound up... Um, Oh, yeah, no, please. I think our listeners should know uh, his first say, and last name. Uh, his name is Dakota Miller. Um, he was convicted of this, right? Oh, yeah, he okay. was convicted yeah. of this. Um, some poor kid in Naples, though, has the same name. And, uh, yeah, so he got a lot of guff from this. Oh, I poor felt fucking really, dude. Well, I worked in Naples, so, like, I was able to clear it up a little bit. Like, yeah. I felt bad for the kid. Like, I really did. Yeah, so make sure if... If you guys are going to send hate mail, send it to the right person. Yeah, send it to Correctional Facility because that's where he's last at. Last I knew, he was in Clinton Correctional Facility. Okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm sorry. Continue. Um, where was I? Uh, oh. Uh, where, uh, the bite marks. Oh, yeah. Okay, thank you. Sorry. You're good. <sighs> so uh, the moment that they sat there and told me that he had the bite marks and that they were from a human and that Dakota had admitted to biting him and might have might have bitten him too hard. Um you said bite marks though, so there're several? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like wow, all, all over his back and on his legs. Like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Was was on top of the other stuff. Uh-huh. Oh, he was on parole. He couldn't be on drugs. Oh, he, oh also, little known fact, uh, Steuben County me. CPS had already had a report from me about my son coming to my house with bruises, and they thought I was being a vindictive asshole and basically said, nah, you're just a, you're just a fucking scornful fucking baby dad. Fuck you. Yeah, and then often happens, sadly. 21 days after she was granted custody of my kids... My son is in the hospital, brain dead. Explain that one to me. That's why I have no fucking faith okay, in that, the whole CPS thing. Yeah, I, I got to write questions down now. Parole board, all right, for Dakota because he was on parole. He wasn't allowed around anyone under the age of 18 unless supervised because they wound up revising that stipulation. And that's how she got custody of my children. Gotcha. The biggest fucked up thing, too, and <coughs> it's from observing other people I've known that go through it. The courts, when it's family court, it does not matter how good of a dad you are or how bad of a mother that your kid has. The dad still has to get pictures of them passed out in an alley getting a train ran well, on that's, them. That's almost... Well, I, I don't want to say specifically New York State, but... That is almost it, specifically New yeah, York State. New York, this is known as a mother state, state unfortunately. Exactly. 
um, is very favorable for uh, towards the modern Mothers. situations, mm-hmm. which is sad because we live in a time where, I mean, we know better than that. It's not <clears throat> always a good situation for the child. Um, it, I mean, and sometimes it being with one of the parents isn't a good situation. With either one of the parents isn't a good situation for the child. Um, we know that. I just I, I don't see why New York State hasn't evolved past that. Um, it's a very very hard for dads to even to get ahead. So like even hearing you share that, it it's just like what the fuck. That shows you how truly like dads are just <clears throat> fuck yeah. this guy. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh no. So obviously they had questioned him because he had admitted to it. So yep. they had him in custody. Um. They hadn't at first. However, the moment that they, uh, the moment they had him at, or they had my son at Strong, and they did further testing, that's when they went and arrested, or went and detained him. Okay. And they were first charging him with murder in the first degree, murder in the second degree, manslaughter in the first degree, and manslaughter in the second. Okay. And what did, no, I'll, I'll ask that question later, I guess. Um, so from this point, I mean, you, you obviously had broken down. What, what did you do? Um, I mean, after that point where you were able to, to leave the hospital and, you know, kind of figure out what, what happened, what was your next steps? <clears throat> Um, my next steps after that I left the hospital, it was about 5.30 in the morning, and, uh, I went and got dropped off in town and went to McDonald's with my friend Katie, and I had called my dad, because I hadn't told my dad what the doctors had told me yet, and when I was talking to my father, he uh, he told me there was no wrong choice in the manner of the choices that I had to make at the time, which the choices I had to make were keep my son on life support, wait for his chemicals to balance, and keep him like that and hope to God he comes back but he'd be in a vegetative state wait for a miracle more or less pretty much yeah there's no or or we had to take him off life support and unfortunately he didn't come back. And when he'd kiss his little forehead, it was cold. So there was no coming back. And my dad told me there was no wrong choice. However, my father always raised me to believe in God. At the time, I used that as a crutch. Um, but uh, I, uh, I told him that uh, he was wrong. And he asked me why. <clears throat> and he, him and my Uncle Red were on their way. And he asked me why. And I told him because 
he he raised me to believe that the you know the, it's wrong it's wrong for the seven deadly sins to 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 be taken in your life or to be to be uh, uh, <sighs> to take another life. To, to no not to take another life to um, <clears throat> decide someone else's fate. Not no hold on a second it's more like uh, to. Um, to take precedence in your life, to, to allow them to happen within your life, to allow the seven deadly sins to happen. And greed is a seven deadly sin. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and honestly, it would be greedy as fuck for me to ask for my son to stay in his body that didn't work because I just wanted him to be there. Where are you coming from, man? So, I I couldn't do it. So, and my dad told me that I was absolutely right. And it would be a selfless act to, if he doesn't come back to, you know, we would wind up pulling the plug. Here, here have a Thank you. you. I appreciate it. Yeah. And then, um, after that, we wound up, uh, Actually, to be honest with you, that day was pretty much a blur after that. No. I was so lost. I, it, I, was, I was gone. Understandably, I man. I was exhausted. I couldn't sleep. I, every time I ate, I puked. That, was, that I know because my body just wanted to shut down and couldn't, I couldn't let it happen because no matter. Oh, yeah. It definitely was. No matter how much it wanted to stop, time was going to continue with it without me. And, and I just, yeah. So. Okay. I had to buck up and just continue pushing. Okay. Um, I, I fucking respect the hell out of you, man. I really do. Thank you. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna push forward a little bit. That's fine. Um, the uh, the trial. Uh, do you want to talk about that? So, <clears throat> the trial took four days. For all of the evidence to come out, and for the jury to deliberate. What? What? What did this dude say that is like? I can't even say reason because there's not there's not even one to fucking fathom. But what came out of his filthy cocksucker that he had to say to try to? Did he have anything even smart to say? He still presumes that he's innocent. What? And this man has a history of it. I mean, he was locked up when he was 10 years old for raping a a four-year-old little boy at knife point. He was locked up when he was 16 for burglary in the third degree. And then later on, after he got out from that, while on parole, had charges acquitted against him for taking a little girl and throwing her against the wall by her arm. Oh, my God, man. They let this motherfucker out walking. Yep. Shout out to anybody in the justice system. You guys cannot do your fucking jobs, apparently. Unreal. Absolutely. Unreal. Um, but, yes, about the trial? Yeah, so, I mean, evidence, obviously... Convicted him. Uh huh. I mean, the dental impressions definitely were a match to the bite marks on my son. Well, I mean, they're human bite marks. Uh huh. 
So there, there's more than bite marks. What, what? Oh, fuck! I don't even want to ask this. Uh, do you mind? If you don't want to answer this, please don't. But what, what happened, happened to Ian? So. <clears throat> In layman's terms, to make it real quick and sweet and to the point, he was raped, beaten, and tortured to death. Fuck. Jesus Christ. I'm so sorry, dude. Thank you. Um, okay. Uh, so, evidence, I mean, he, he has a past history of it. Uh, I mean, obviously, he was left alone with the child. And he should not have been. Yeah. Um, mom seems terrible, not even to check on your child. Mom's so terrible that the child she was pregnant with when my son was killed, which is the guy who killed my son's father, he uh, he was taken from her the day he was born, wow. and she's not allowed around the new one she has with her current husband, fiance, whatever the fuck he is. Nice, Jimmy. <laughs> Fucking nice. <laughs> <laughs> We're having a serious <laughs> moment, bro. No, I was just fucking Cool them right on. <laughs> So for those of you that know, every, that's, every that's, that's how fast those babies are going from that bitch, okay? <laughs> but she's not even allowed around that one because she's not allowed around anyone under the age of 18 unsupervised by a government-sanctioned supervisor. Wow. Um, and, and the worst part is you guys just met me. Yeah. Today? And, well, oh, dude, dude, I feel... I mean, I feel like I've met you guys somewhere I was gonna, before, but you, I've known you oh, for a little while now. <laughs> I, I, I feel so incredibly comfortable with you after the story you just told, dude. Um, I can't even express how much I appreciate you right now. Uh, so I guess, how, how long did it take the jury to um, deliberate? About 20 minutes. Yeah. They went into... I, it was on the last day of the trial. I went in... And uh, they uh, sat there and went in to deliberate. We went outside to have a cigarette. And all of a sudden, the lawyer comes out and goes, the jury's back. Oh, okay, so we go inside. And they call out, you know, we find the defendant for murder in the first degree, not guilty. Okay. For murder in the second degree, we find the defendant guilty. Awesome. For manslaughter in the first degree, we find the defendant guilty. Awesome. For manslaughter in the second, not guilty. Okay, cool. Well, I guess at the same time, there was also another murder trial going on for another little child that the system failed down in Steuben County. Jesus. Fucks on the water in Stuban. <laughs> Who knows? It's fucking bath. <laughs> meth. Meth is in the water. That, that makes sense. <laughs> I grew up in Geneseo and Groveland, so. Hey, uh, hey, we better be careful, though. Okay, it's pretty methed up that we're making these jokes <laughs> right now. Jesus. <laughs> anyway. Well, we're not in a trailer. Um, I lived in one. Shut up. <laughs> so did I at one point. <laughs> pretty sure right, we all did right, at one point. Fuck. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> Back on topic. Um, all right, so 20 minutes. Yep, 20 minutes. They found him guilty on no. murder in the second and manslaughter in the first, but the judge was busy with another murder trial. So when he went back for um, sentencing, 
he was brought to Ontario County to be sentenced by one of the judges. And they sentenced him 25 years mandatory for manslaughter in the, sec- in the first degree and sentenced him 25 years to life for murder in the second. And so he has to serve that mandatory 25 years before he can even be paroled. Okay. Um, I, hopefully he never gets paroled. How long has he been Definitely in? doesn't deserve it. It's been going it is since 2015. Seven years. Yeah. I mean, it counts as jail time, so yeah. That's uh, that's wild. Um, okay, so he he gave no reasoning. He he admitted to biting him, though, right? Yeah. What was oh, his reasoning? He admitted to biting him. He also, well, he, because he said that he was playing with him. And then he also sat there and said that the, the bruises and the lacerations on him came from... Um, him and Sapphire, my daughter, playing too rough with each other, and I was like, "Nah, no." Okay. I was like, "Sappy knows better than that. She loves her little like." No, that's her. That's her pork chop. You you don't know. <laughs> okay, I am definitely not a crime expert. I am not a mortician. I am, I am in no sense an expert here, but I know enough about life to know that it takes a sadistic motherfucker to leave multiple bite marks on a child. Oh yeah. I've oh, bet my really? kids on top of the other stuff under the pretense of trying to teach them not to bite. That's one and thing. I've still never even left remotely of a mark. Exactly, that's one thing. Like, and I, I used to do that, but with my lips over my teeth, just give yeah. them the pressure, just so it's, that way they know. That is, that is such a completely different aspect of what happened. To oh you. yeah, no, definitely, uh, absolutely. That's why I'm trying to like. I'm trying to like equate the two different things together because like I'm like don't he's sick what? that is a dark place don't don't even try yeah. I don't even want to try that's, yeah that's and I've right. been in my own dark place and that's no <laughs> that's a sick place I'm no I'm good all right so he's locked up for at least another 13 years yeah no, I'm sorry longer if than general that. population if he's yeah. in general pop and they know what he's charged with and sentenced with he ain't making it out alive 18 so years 18 years thank you um. And hopefully he doesn't fucking. I hope he never sees fun, sunlight again. Oh, my bad, that one was me. I hit the mic. You're there, I'll call myself out since <laughs> I called Jimmy out. It's usually Jimmy you're, and John. You're good. You're a guest. You're allowed to do it. All right, cool. <laughs> um, okay, Heavy I shit. I had <laughs> questions that I don't even want to ask now because it's not nearly as interesting. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh fuck, uh, there goes all of my shit. Um, <laughs> Roller coaster, Bill. Yeah, yeah, for real. I was going to say, any question that pops in your head, you can ask literally, and we'll see where which direction it goes. Okay. Uh, well, I know you're you're currently sober. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, do, what started you into drugs? With it? Was it this situation? Um, well, yeah, actually. Actually, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to rewind myself. Really. Okay. I, I have one very important question that All I right. need to ask. What happened with your daughter? Okay, so what happened with my daughter was, is the night that everything happened, which, believe it or not, I found out Thanksgiving night. My son was brought to St. James Mercy Hospital at 11.58 on the 25th, Wow. the day before Thanksgiving. I found out Thanksgiving night at 8.30 at night. How in the fuck? How's that much time frame go by without even... Oh, because they couldn't find my number. My baby mom swore up and down she didn't have it, but we message every other weekend so I can go pick up my kids. Yeah. So. Oh, my God. I mean, I don't. She should be sitting in that fucking cell right next to that cocksucker. Agreed, 100%. Oh, I know. 
I'm going to hit the pause button okay. because I have a question that I don't want to ask on air. Okay. Um, okay. So I asked the question off air and I'm going to ask it on air now. Um, do you, I mean, do you think that she, I, I forget how I even worded it. She was covering for him. Yeah. Do you think she was covering for him? I don't think she was covering for him. Okay. I think she was trying to cover for herself and her father at one point in time. Because they were granted immunity at one point to testify against him. Okay. Now, why do you <laughs> think that she's covering for herself? Like, what? how do you think she was involved? It, you don't have to say. I'm not quite... How do I put this? I'm not quite sure, but what mother would walk their child across a four-lane highway to a hospital instead of calling a fucking ambulance because she's afraid her boyfriend's going to go to prison because parole's going to find out. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. Um, <laughs> let alone, I mean... Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think yeah. she could have been charged with gross negligence. She probably well. could have been yeah. charged yeah. with negligent yeah. homicide at, at that point in time. I she said it once, I'll say it again, unfitting in every a, fucking level know, of the term. Child endangerment, something. You, le- you left a guy alone with the kid that is not supposed to be alone with fucking kids. Well, like, yeah, that's, that's, she, that's why they took immunity. Um, okay, I'm sorry. Back to the point of your daughter. Um, uh-huh. What happened with your daughter? Um, so, uh, I was... Uh, I wasn't informed until the next night because my baby mama swore up and down that she didn't have my cell phone number. Okay. However, she had my cell phone number. I would pick up my kids every other weekend. She had my cell phone number. Right. And if she didn't have mine, she had my mom's. Come to find out, the moment they punched my name into the CPS system, they popped up with my mom and my dad's cell phone numbers immediately from an open ca- or from a uh, case from back when I was a kid. Okay. <laughs> so. Okay. So that's how they ended up getting a hold of you. That is, yep. Your mother calling you. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so your daughter was where at this point? Um, she was. So when they took her, or when they took my son to the hospital. They wound up taking my son and hooking him up to machines and everything else and then the police took Cody, Dakota, and my daughter to the fucking police station and were questioning them. And my daughter wound up falling and hurting herself because her mother wasn't paying attention. So my daughter wound up in foster care that evening. Oh man. Unreal. Then, all that shit going on in there. I mean, that. I, you know, uh-huh. all that being said, with where I would be mentally, uh, where probably my family would be mentally in that situation, it probably wasn't the worst thing for her to, to wind up there for the night. Um, she didn't wind up there for the night, though. That's the problem. That's what I was just going to ask, because once they're in the system, they're in the yeah. system. It's See, hard to get a kid back out. Uh-huh. I was one of those children. Uh, they thought my mom and my dad were beating me. I was just a fucking pain-in-the-ass child. I broke my leg in two spots, one from jumping off a dress and one from when my mom fell down the stairs with me in her arms. <laughs> like, because gotcha. the step broke, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, and they thought they were beating me. You were just a wild kid. <laughs> yeah. So, like, and they took me from them. I was like, all right, cool. And then, like, and then they wound up 
they wound up sending me back, and I was like, all right, that worked out. But uh, with my daughter, I wound up going. I had to go to a visit with my daughter, but I had to do it with my baby mom present. You had to have supervised visits? Really? For the first time. So now this is your first time seeing baby mom. This is since the hospital, since I sat there and I told the the nursing staff at the hospital that if they brought her into my room, into my son's room, because they were going to pick my son up, have me move and have her sit down and put my son in her lap so we can say our goodbyes. And I told them point blank that if she enters the room, I will grab her by the head and just. And not stop till she's dead. Actually, no. Just plant her straight to the floor and just scream in oh. her face that it was her fault and how disappointed I am in her for failing our children. Sorry, I was speaking in my thought out I, loud of what I would have done. I get it. <laughs> but, like, and I'm never, and the worst part is, I'm not that type of person. So for me to say that, the worst part is, is everyone in the room looked at me and told me point blank they couldn't blame me. Like, they all had tears in their eyes because I was already sobbing at that no, point in time. And I mean, you know? Like, I was, I was broken. I was literally a hollow shell of a man with a fucking, like, I was a child in the back corner of the fucking shell. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just I, How could you be anything else? A, absolutely. So I'd be a statue. I wouldn't. That's how I, I felt after a while. Would, you know, and, and honestly, none of us know until we're, we're in that situation. God forbid any of us have to be in the situation you were in. And, um, See, that's the thing, man. It doesn't happen to people. You know it happens to other people. Yeah. Well, that's... Uh, that's what I mean. Like to to be able for you to share your story like this is is great because you know hopefully our listeners feel a connection to you, um, you know whether it's you know whatever. Um, I'm only 28 years old, man. I'm still a kid. Like, yeah, and you know what I'm saying. Bro, I thought you were older than I am. We're the no. same age. <laughs> I'm only 20. Dude, this happened when I was 22. Like I was still a baby when that happened. Okay, so. <laughs> Uh, your daughter is currently still in the system? No. Um, so we wanna, I wound up going to a visit with my baby mom because that was the first one we had to do it. It was for the, the, the CPS and the lawyers. It was for the court itself. Red tape bullshit. Pretty much. Jump through their hoops so we can see our daughter. Get it. Let's do it. Well, my daughter almost fell in her chair because she was playing with Play-Doh, but she had her feet up on the back of the chair and her knees down where her butt should have been. Yeah. Like, the back of her, like, the lower back should have been. Right. So it popped backwards, and it almost took her down with it. No, Jesus. And oh, her, folding her mother, no, 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 no. It was oh. one of the fucking, like, uh, doctor chairs that have, the like, the, the rounded fucking metal piece at the back. Gotcha. So, like, she oh, okay. tipped over and started to slide because we're on carpet. Her mother just stares at her and watches it happen. I instantly re- just snapped. Grab the back of the chair, grab a hold of her and the front of the chair, and just easily lead it down to the ground. Literally, the foster family and the CPS worker just looked at me and were just like, nice catch. And I was like, yeah, I'm the one that normally has those. My reflexes are a lot better than hers, apparent. Apparently, uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. Dad, dad reflexes are a thing, uh-huh. like, without, a, without a doubt. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, concerned parent reflexes are a thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's the next thing. Yeah. Um, okay, so... Um, where where's oh. your daughter currently? I guess Sorry. Is my next she, question. You're okay. She is. Um, uh, she's with her mother's aunt. It's her great aunt. Okay. Um, so she lives in. She lives here in New York, but I can't disclose where. Okay. So is 
Probably for the best. I, that's yes, that is for the best. And you, it's my, that's my child. Yeah, my child. Oh, yeah, no. I'm not. There's no way. Sorry. Completely understand. What's private is private. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, other than being with you, I mean, you feel that she's safe though. No. Oh, that's terrible, man. I absolutely despise the woman. She's a manipulative son of a bitch, and she tried to do that at the hospital. She's like, she's like, oh, I had a grandbaby who died. <laughs> All right. Your grandbaby was born with a pre-existing disease. They knew it was going to happen. You had time to prepare. My dad's daughter died in a car accident. It's not the same. My son was murdered. It's not the same as my dad losing his child in a car accident. My father told me that. So when we were sitting there talking about donating my son's heart and his kidneys, which my son's heart lives on in a little boy and his kidneys live on in an older male That's amazing. who was a single father of 11 kids. That's fucking wow. amazing. Who was on dialysis since 09 waiting for kidneys. Holy That's awesome, fuck. dude. That's that. There's the inspiration. You, you That's the, like, the light at the end of the dark, dark fuck. fucking tunnel we've been walking down for that, a minute. Real, that man. and that monster is no longer available, like allowed to be able to do oh, yeah. that to another child. Like I said, hopefully he never makes it out of the system. Yeah. Um. Well, okay. Uh, so, I, are you in contact with the gentleman who has your son's kidneys? Uh, are you just um, you know about the situation? So I know about the situation. I know who the gentleman is, um, and I know who the, the little boy and his parents are. The thing is, is I do not have contact with them because it's up to them to reach out to me, okay. not me to reach out to them. Gotcha. Um, so I've, been, I've just been waiting, but the next thing is, is apparently no one knows where I am. So, hey, Well, um, just on mere luck, man, if they end up hearing this... Um, uh, can you disclose the names? Is that possible? No. Okay. Um, Sorry. Well, it, uh, they would know who they are, right? Uh-huh. If you guys end up hearing this and you feel like you can't reach out to uh, to them, it, please reach out to us, and we will happily get you in touch with them. Um, yeah. Definitely. Whatever it takes. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I'm done really. for that. Thanks, guys. Um, yeah, of course, dude. Of course. Um, but, yeah. Okay. So there is there's light at the end of the tunnel, which is phenomenal. Out, kind of a, of a, out of a terrible, terrible oh, situation. Out of a terrible, terrible situation. Yes. Uh, okay. But those loving kids kept their daddy. Yeah. And those those parents didn't have to lose their child. It's fucking awesome. Dude. Right. Yeah. So, it it's it's kind of a a peace of mind. I'll call it. I was gonna say a blessing, but it just I can't choke that word down. I'm kind of almost a peace of mind that a piece of him can live on with somebody else and not just you. Well, if, if, if that absolutely. if that makes sense, yeah, that actually does. The best that part about you, you sharing your story, dude, is now a little piece that Ian lives on in each one of us, man. Yeah. Um, you know, hopefully, did you know? Fuck, I, <laughs> uh, I'll take not, you down, Jimmy. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> not that I want our listeners thinking about this all day, every day, but you know, Ian's gonna live on in them as well. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm I'm happy that we're able to share a story, uh, to share your story. Me too. Um, oh fuck! I'll, I'll edit that out. Sorry, I was about buddy. to say, bro. Milestone. <laughs> <laughs> I'll edit that out. <laughs> always says that. Then when the episode comes out, I I always edit out the good the shit that I'm supposed to. <laughs> That's uh, the only thing that you got to edit out from this one. I think there's one more thing. Uh, I don't know what it was, but I'll I'll do it when I edit. 
Anyways. <clears throat> he's gonna be crying for like a fucking week after this. For he's real. Be <laughs> I'm so sorry. sorry. I'm so sorry. No, you're good. He's he's not gonna think about it. He's gonna try not to think about it. Then he's gonna go to edit it, and it's gonna be like, yeah, oh that's my exactly God, what's this gonna happen. Again. No, like, I forgot I, all about this. Normally, I listen to the episode at work. Like the next day, I am not gonna do that. Um, you're I, gonna I, be depressed. No, I would. I would break down crying. I know I will. Um, so I'll just. I'll wait. I'll do that at a different time. Fuck. Um, I know we're at 10 minutes. Oh, my God. This. It was, I, needed, I needed to go next door. Oh, I, I bet, dude. I, that's I bet. good. That's, I'm we, glad. we all decompressed, man. Um, we had to. Hey, hey, wanted to go see the babies. Yeah. Oh, I, I want to go see the babies. I only have one of them. I don't oh, get uh, the, the oldest until the weekend. I get that. Sucks. <laughs> understandable. <laughs> Completely understandable. Um, all right. Let's, uh, yeah, it's... You sitting here hearing you share your story and thinking back when I was twenty two, especially now that we're the same age, and I'm like, "Fuck the shit, the shit that I went through," and I thought that was bad, and shit, man, it could have been around the same time you were dealing with that, and I'm like, "Fuck." Yeah, okay. So and I thought nobody else could have it any worse than what I was going through, and that's what led me down my whole alcohol. And I'll put it to you this way: I felt the same exact way about my situation. Okay. And then a friend who I didn't realize was a friend until all of this happened because he, he gave me a place to stay. He helped me try to sober up a little bit and try and get my life back on track a little and tried to get me a job and everything else. And he took me to the hospital to go see my mom when my mom was sick with cancer just before she died. And... I broke down to him after she passed away. I was like, dude, I, you know, I lost my son. My mom just died. I was like, a month ago, my cousin died in a car. Dude, I'm, I'm over it. Nothing, it, it just can't get any worse than this. And all of a sudden, he just looks at me and goes, sure it could. Without skipping a fucking beat, he just like, sure it could. And I'm just like, how? And he goes, you got your dick, right? <laughs> I was like, all right, you, fair. To be, to be fair, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. That's a good friend, <laughs> right, right? But the thing is, is back in school, like we weren't friends. Like it, we, we, we were always assholes to each other, but like we weren't never like hung out or anything. Right. It, it you know, sometimes it, it takes a big mm-hmm. event in your life to to make something important happen. Yeah. Um, Some of our darkest moments, you figure out who the real ones really are. Yeah. Yep. Um, well, to, to, speaking of dark moments, let's uh, let's go down that trail, man. Um, oh, this again. is this is when you started using, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say, uh, I, I uh, sorry, John. I uh, I got a. Uh, I started. I started hanging out with uh, my buddy Rob. I'm gonna say that instead of his actual name. Okay. And uh, it's always a bad influence when they name Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I know a couple of Robs in my life. Fucking Rob. <laughs> I fucking can't. <laughs> but um, and I started hanging out with him, and he he was doing heroin, and I was like, I was like, fuck, I was like, let me try that, and it was the first time since my son died. So all right, so this is a trigger warning. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it now. This this is definitely a trigger warning for addicts. Okay, all right. Um, I instantly got that warm hug that I've been I had been looking for. 
And there's somebody whole, else that struggled with it, and that that he literally put it the uh, exact way. Ah, uh, my body just shivered. Huh, see, and I haven't touched this stuff since 2017. That's how strong that shit is because of that right there. It's because you haven't had a hug by me. How you doing, <laughs> big guy? Yeah, <laughs> got a pretty mouth. Can I ride that oh, beard later? We all Jesus gonna give your Christ. ass a group hug after this, I think. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, you'll you have to do it after hug. my wife. Ah, <laughs> um, uh, shit. I've, I've actually heard that described like that quite a few times. Um, so, I mean, it's that's it, man. It's that first one, and oh yeah, it was one and done. Like I, I was, I was ready. I was ready for it. No, okay. you were mentally just so dark. Yeah, that was the only little bit of light you could feel. Yeah, like I was numb at that point in time. So like emotionally numb, and like. I, like I was so emotionally numb that I was physically numb. Yeah, and yeah. Like I kind of like because that's how drinking made me feel. Well, see, that's the thing that makes you physically numb too. But first, it gives you that nice fucking "I'm gonna love you" kind of a thing, and it's like, ah, yeah. oh, take care of it's me. A it's a false like, sense I'm of fuck security. You up. Yeah, yeah, and that's oh. that's a great way to put it. It's a truly false yeah. sense of security. Absolutely is. Um, oh, that's a fucking nightmare. Oh, so, yeah, it was. So how long were you using, man? Um, I used, all right, so I used for two and a half months straight. And the reason why I say it that way, and it sounds terrible, I was spending over $2,800 a week Jeez. on heroin and crack. Fucking A. For two and a half months straight. Every day. That's wild. That is, uh, That's a lot of fucking money, real quick. Right? Yeah. No, I mean, to, to, I guess to put it in perspective to someone who isn't a habitual user or a user at all, uh, what does that actually mean? So a bundle is only forty bucks, and a bundle is ten bags of heroin. And a bag of heroin, I get you fucked up. Uh, uh, fuck a quarter of a bag of heroin will get you fucked up if you sniff it. Okay. <laughs> like that's the worst part. Fucking like, a. <laughs> yeah. Especially if you're not used to it, like dead ass. That's why, like, if you're not used to it and you go it, like, and you go in with somebody who's like just one of the junkies, like, just wants it. That's a bad idea because they're gonna wind up getting something with that's way too powerful for you, and you're just croaking. That it. Yeah. I've seen it happen way too many times. Like, this dude got Narcan three times in my friend's fucking hallway from wow. it. Shit. <laughs> fucked up. Like, now, the whole time you were using, did you overdose at all? No, actually. Okay. Um, I, I, okay, so I'm a ginger, so uh, unfortunately redheads have a natural high tolerance to substances in general. Yep. That is, it's a genetic thing that yeah, I recently... It's like the MR15 gene or something. Some, some shit like that, yeah, yeah. You guys are actually, you have a higher pain tolerance as well. We're superhumans. We also heal faster. Oh, my, yeah, superhumans, my ass. <laughs> <laughs> this ear, my right ear, I got pierced at a double zero, and two weeks later I went in and I was like, yo, guys, why does this keep falling out? And like, oh, it's already healed. What? Well, fucker, you told me to keep it at... Two weeks? Yeah, it's now at a fucking... Wow, good for you. Like, so is this one. <laughs> so, but like, I stretched it out while I was in jail from uh, that double zero. Jesus. <laughs> but like, they're like, oh yeah, it's already healed. You can go up a size. Motherfucker, it's been two weeks. You told me to keep it in for six. Right. And they're like, yeah, normally at six weeks, you just get into, well, the step before you're at now. And I was like, fuck, all right, cool. Yeah. That was, 
Shit, that was two years ago. Okay, well, so. that's that's cool. I actually... I'm the only one oh, that has not Fuck, like Bill. That. Yeah, Word. for real. That was a loud one. <laughs> yeah, All right, guys, I apologize to anyone that listens, but I have to catch up. On. But I have to catch <laughs> up. I fucking can't. <laughs> Nothing's going to beat the fucking ball chin story, the ball Bill. ball chin story? Or Matt. Yeah, that was good. That was great. Just, um, oh, I guess too low. I can't have that again. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I, I, you started using heroin first yeah. then. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. then... I didn't like the, the it making me so uh, sleepy. Okay. Because I don't like things that make me none. I like that. Okay. <laughs> I, I like having control. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. And that's why sometimes I don't like smoking indica. Because <laughs> it fucks me up. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's fair, man. Uh, yeah. But It's a body buzz. It's it, different. Yeah. But uh, that uh, that really messed me up. It uh, I, I just, I couldn't do it. The, uh, the down feelings, it just, after after that warm hug hits you, you get so numb, you just kind of like, you fade out. You just fade out. You drop. Gotcha. And That's why they call it dropping out. You just, you The know. crack would bring you back up. Oh, yeah. Make you oh, yeah, livable. Yep, definitely. Gotcha. Then you're just coasting that nice mellow, because then it gives you that nice warm hug that you were looking for, because that's that instant of it. Gotcha. Like, that's what it's supposed to make you feel. But it you're doing so much that it gives you extra that you're not needing. Okay. And that's why you zone out. Well, I, I appreciate you sharing that because I honestly didn't really understand the concept of it. Uh, not a drug of my choice. Understandable. Um, now, that being said, I was going to ask, so you started drinking heavy after oh, that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, I did. I was going to say, I started drinking real heavy when I was a kid, though. But I stopped, quit for a long time, and then I started drinking again after this whole after that whole situation. And then my mom died, and the drinking got real, real bad. Okay. And it was to the point where I was in the bar drinking two bottles of Rumplemints a night. Oh. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Of Rumplemints, man. Of Rumplemints. Oh. Oh, that's that's rough on the. And the, wor- the worst part was, is it was a local bar, so all I was doing was going in and just mopping the floors and fucking stocking the the, the coolers and shit, and they were just giving it to me. Wow. And then because they, they don't even want it. that in the yeah. bar, so you're doing them a favor. <laughs> favor, yeah, it was at that point in time. Shit, we get this guy to do our three chores. Three birds, one stone. No. Right. Actually, believe it or not, I wound up making them make a, make me a fucking three horsemen, which was Jägermeister. Goldschlager and Rumplemints together. My God, it's the man. three Nazis as well. My God, man. Oh, dude, it grabs like, one of those and it grabs a hold of you, and twenty minutes later, you're like, "Fuck." Yeah, that sounds. This like sounds like a horrible mix to even try to choke down, though. Oh, yeah. it is. It is. It really is. Wow. Oh, God. <laughs> you um, could probably make the Goldschlager and on, the, the Jaeger uh, mix. Take some notes here. <laughs> Where? There you go, Jimmy. So. So, um, how long have you been sober from alcohol then? Um, 120, what's today? Uh, today Second. Is, Second. Yep. 122 days today. Awesome. Good nice, for dude. you, dude. Thank That's you. Awesome. Good for you. Um, well, what made you get sober from alcohol? Um, so, believe it or not, actually, um, it was because of a relationship that I got sober, believe it or not, because I knew that it was going to better me as a person to better the relationship and then things just started falling through anyway with that but I started to 
like who I was becoming again because I was becoming the person I was when I first met that person. Okay. And that's the person that everybody liked anyway, so why not continue to become that person and be the person that I actually enjoyed as myself and I was happy with and awesome. I loved, you know? Yeah. So it just, and then it became a self a self progress journey at that point in time because I mean, do I wanna drink? I mean, yeah, do I have the urge to drink? Not really, because like I can go into a bar. Right. And I don't want to go up and grab a beer. I can go up. I, I mean, yeah, I, I like the taste of beer. Don't get me wrong. That's why, I mean, I can go up and I can grab a Heineken, you know, not alcoholic. Yeah, I got a couple in the fridge. See, and you know. Actually, we can we can share one after this. I'm down. <laughs> I'm down. Gotcha. Um, so, but, like, it's like the wants there. Because I, I want I want to drink the beer because like the taste the I, taste I, you're used I, to it yeah, yeah. and the but bottle in your hand I don't want to be drunk dude I I I don't know <laughs> if I can express to you how much I get that um, <laughs> it's not the alcohol that I crave it's the experience yes because it's the social experience because yeah. when you're out there and that's the thing like even people I'll have a non-alcoholic beer in my hand and they walk up to me like motherfucker. I thought you were sober. It's like, yo, <laughs> it's am. a non-alcoholic. Like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. uh-huh. And I'll be like, says it right here. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, awesome, man. Really good for you. Because uh, that's, it It sounds like you're getting sober for the right reasons. Um, Absolutely. That, and also, I've had many people come up to me and tell me that they, uh, that I was their inspiration to getting sober. Like, uh, my one buddy was really bad into cocaine. Okay. Just recently. And he saw how I was doing after, you know, stopping drinking and, you know, keeping myself sober and doing what I had to do for me. And he started doing that. Now he's got a girlfriend. He's got a life going. He's got an apartment of his own. Like, he's he's doing good. And he still, he contacts me almost daily to make sure that I'm doing good. I make sure he's doing good, you know. It's it's actually really nice. That's, uh, I, I, so (laughs) me and my fiance, we got uh, sober from alcohol together. And it, uh. Well, I mean, she's completely sober. I'm well, California sober because I still smoke weed. Um, but uh, yeah, without without someone, to, I mean, for lack of a better term, that accountability buddy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't. It wouldn't be as easy for me. So to have to be able to be that person for someone, that's great on you, dude. Um, really, I I'm very fucking proud of you. Thank you. I just I, I know you don't know me from a hole in the wall, man, but it's it's really cool to hear your story. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so I, I do you uh, I guess uh, what piece of advice would you give to somebody else in your situation? Um, you know, both the Ian situation and the uh, the sober situation. You know, a lot of people ask me what the greatest piece of advice I could give anybody is and it's just in life in general is just maybe the day maybe you're not having a bad fucking day maybe the day's having a bad you change the way you think awesome man. like literally that's how somebody put it to me one day and I was like you're right I can't even argue with you you're right yep. you know like fuck you got me so it, I'm just being a prick right now and I can't help it but, yeah pretty much <laughs> like I, dude, I, need, <laughs> I have those days I get it yeah it's like exactly and i hate myself for for being that way like the next day like why the fuck was i such an asshole and like you feel like the biggest piece of dog dick in the world and it's like what can i do now i get it yep that's uh (laughs) phenomenal man um 
do you want to uh, you want to give any shout outs or anything before we end the episode? I mean, my homies at Pleasantly Offensive Productions, but other than that, not really. Okay. <laughs> All, right. All right. Um. Yeah. Uh, usually we do a, uh, a um, uh, just the tip segment, but I'm we're not going to do that today. Uh, um, I had given him the forewarning about yeah, it, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's that, appropriate yeah, after this nah, very sobering no. episode. Yeah, I, uh, I yeah, no. Yeah. Okay, save it I for another that. a future episode because we'll definitely have you back on for sure. So, dude to dude, it's okay to not be okay. Just saying. Well, it was, uh, I think John put it as uh, one hell of a roller coaster ride. Uh, but that's the end of our episode. Uh, if you got anything out of it, give it a share. Uh, you know, not even so much for us this time, guys, but get, uh, get baby Ian's story out there. Get Phil's story out there. It, uh, it's a hell of a one. I mean, you just listen to it. Either way, uh, we'll see you next week. Enjoy yourselves. <laughs>